Well, Merry Christmas, Jessica. Oh, you're so aggressive. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Dan. Merry Christmas. I don't know if this will be our last episode before Christmas. By all accounts, it shouldn't be. But just based on how things are going, it could be. Shouldn't so I just want to make it, sure. But, but then shouldn't next week... Wait, no, next week is the week before, isn't it? Never mind, you're correct. <laughs> so this is likely, <laughs> given how nutty our lives have been, this is likely our last episode before Christmas. Who knows? Maybe we're going to surprise you with some Christmas treats for your ears. More me. More me being loud. But Merry Christmas. Now, we don't have any more Christmas songs. If right. you're new to the podcast, you do have to go back into the archives. We have covered every Reliant K Christmas song, of which there are 20. Because there's the 17 between Deck the Hall, Bruise Your Hands, and uh, All Work and No Play Makes Reindeer a Bad Boy. And then there are three extra songs from the iTunes exclusive version of Let It Snow Baby, Let It Reindeer, which I didn't really say the first time. Anyway, because there's no more Christmas songs, I just wanted to make sure to give a very special Christmas greeting to all of our Sadie Hawkins pod listeners. Indeed. Yep. And who better to give that message than a special friend of mine? Oh, wow. A special friend who I was in the backyard building. What? I was out there. Wouldn't you believe it? I was making a snowman. We don't have a backyard. And Los Angeles doesn't have snow in the we did. Yeah. But that's how it happened today. It's a Christmas miracle. We had a backyard and it was filled with snow. So I made a snowman. And when I put, uh, it was either a magic hat or a magic corn cob pipe. I don't remember. One or the other was magic. And here he comes. He's sloshing in right now. He's clumping in. He's clumping in. It's our very new friend, Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> Hello there, it's me, Frosty the Snowman! Oh, well. Oh. Hi, hi, Frosty. It's nice to be here! Oh, my God. I didn't do a good job constructing his mouth. <laughs> I, I hear that. I was low on lumps of coal. Even though it was surprising we had a backyard, it was surprising that it had snowed. We still didn't have a lot of lumps of coal around to make his right, mouth. Right, right. Cooper, what do you think of the giant snowman? How are you doing, Cooper? <laughs> He's definitely looking at me like, Mom, is it okay? It's okay, honey. <laughs> oh, it's nice to here. Good Lord. Uh, I'll be back on Christmas Day. <laughs> nice to have you. It's wonderful to have frosty. you. So magical. It was his hat that was magical. Thanks for visiting, Frosty. We'll see you again on Christmas Day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Spot. Hello. <laughs> There's water everywhere now. <laughs> it's like that old it's Lipton like iced tea commercial, or what? That wasn't Lipton iced tea. Maybe it was. It was a no, soup. It was Campbell's soup. Campbell's That's soup. right. But Lipton iced tea did have a snowman who would kind of trudge in and occasionally yeah. melt a little bit, and he, like he, he'd go to the Seven Eleven for something for the for the tea. But yeah, there was a Campbell's 
soup commercial mm-hmm. where a snowman walks yeah. his way home, walks inside the house, eats some Campbell's soup, and he melts, and there's a little boy inside. So, of course... <laughs> now, we didn't offer my Frosty, my Frosty the snowman, yeah. any, any soup, but I did put a little boy, not Cooper. Oh, no. It's a neighborhood kid. Oh, I put him inside the snowman. No. So, maybe it's a little less magic that he was moving around. And more like he was trying to escape. Danny, we should have helped that child. I said, you make you give me a bit for the opening of the podcast. <laughs> well, I hope you at least <laughs> and I'll hose like you down. Five bucks or something. <laughs> I'll hose you down. All right. <laughs> Instead, he gives it. He made basically made a mini flood in our apartment. So we'll see if I help him. Well, any other top of the show business? We do have top of the show business, so right. I'm very disappointed Uh-oh. in our listeners, Uh-oh. guys. It's more important than ever. We like we basically had our Thanksgiving episode last. This is our Christmas episode, <laughs> and I said, no! "Call up four zero two nine five Sadie and count your blessings." Oh, right. and the person with the most blessings <laughs> will win some sort of prize. That's right. I mean, I've got a magic hat that I'm, or a corn cob pipe. One or the other, 50-50 chance you're going to get the magic item. If you entered, which you didn't. We only had one contestant op- uh, enter the... Well, I guess they won They won. Default. So, David Park of Jimmy Pod, a, a magic corn cob pipe or a magic hat. Or a non-magic hat or a non-magic corncob pipe. I thought that they weren't even magic. There was just a child inside. Were they one of David you Park's children? They, it's, it's, it's Christmas time. Things are happening so fast that I'm kind of losing track. Danny, of... go return David Park's children to oh. him. <laughs> he can count that with his blessing. So when I do return them. So here is the only entry to the Sadie Hawkins pod Count Your Blessings 2023 contest. Hey, this is David from Jimmy Eat Pod counting my blessings. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Oh, once you hit twenty, you kind of like start. I don't know, let's see, let's see, let's see, 20, uh, oh, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, uh, yeah, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, once you start adding spouses and kids and stuff, you know, uh, so 35, um, uh, 36, 37, now I'm in, now I'm away from like people. Well, I'd say 35 people, and then uh, and now I'm into like I guess the uh, uh, tangible blessing. Uh, so yeah, 30, 30, 37, uh, uh, 38. These are non-tangible, more ideas. Uh, 39. I think I'm gonna lose signal here, but let, let's call it 40. Let's call it a nice round 40. Uh, counting my blessings. Well, congratulations. <laughs> 40 Folks, is a good number. Out there, you could at 40 is a great number. It's the winning number. I thought for sure he was going to get to at least 182, but I mean, he had another minute 
and like 35 seconds to have counted more blessings. And the other thing is like, I'm not checking your blessings. <laughs> Cooper is. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna corroborate his blessings. So he could have just kept making them up. Oh, good lord! <laughs> I'm counting my blessings. Okay, Mama's gonna. T- I've, I had him. Mama, Mama's gonna take. Hi, <laughs> babies. Oh, you're both wearing orange shirts. Aww. Aww. So I've been uh, digitizing family videos of Jessica's. And she, as a baby, looked so much like Cooper does now. So now I'm calling uh, Cooper Mini Jessica. Because I realize <laughs> that he's basically Mini Jessica with a penis. <laughs> Sorry, you know what? I shouldn't have mentioned he has a penis. That was his That was his decision when he grows up to mention that or not. So I'm sorry, son, when you hear this in the future. But anyway, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Should we call it there? Well, um, so yeah, I guess David Park wins something. He wins his children back from the yep. snowman. Um, and, and let's see. And a very magical hat. And a very magical hat. Uh, so then we have one other voicemail. And this is in reference to our latest Patreon episode. Where we watched a bunch of sort of like wacky YouTube videos that Jessica picked out. Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, this is... Uh... Uh, uh, Jackson, uh, Jackson, uh, uh, star, star, starship. Uh, I, I, I just, I just want to, uh, call in and, and, uh, see if, uh, if, uh, if Danny and, uh, Jessica could, could, could give me a shout out. Oh, wait. This is not in reference to our Patreon. I figured out who, I finally, I figured out who this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the fact that they said this is Jackson starship and the fact that we watched a Jefferson airplane mm-hmm. music video. Uh, their 90s music video in that Patreon. I thought that was the reference. But I no, thought maybe not. Jefferson Airplane was calling up to let you know that they were going to continue to put a copyright strike on oh, you. Oh, yeah. So on our Patreon <laughs> episode, we'll come back to Jackson Starship's voicemail in a second. But on our Patreon, and this only happened like twice in the history of, you know, uploading these things to YouTube. Because I upload every episode on my own to YouTube, more from my own archiving if I need to go looking through things. But when we do a video Patreon, I also upload them unlisted to YouTube. Well, uh, Jack Jefferson Starship decided that us playing their 90s music video, Je- not Jefferson Airplane, but Jefferson Starship's final album. Oh my gosh, I messed it up. Jefferson yeah, was, Airplane, not Jefferson nice. Starship. Nope. But Jefferson Airplane's yep. final album from the 90s. It might as well have been Jefferson Starship. The music video is called Planes, and it's wacky, it's wild, it's ridiculous, and it's also completely copyright strike to the video. No, it didn't strike the video, because strike is when you, like, the copyright, the YouTube copyright system works in, like, stages. We didn't get a strike, the video just got completely blocked. And I'm like, well, this is obnoxious, because yes, you can upload video to Patreon now, but people, it's just easier to watch things on YouTube. So I took it immediately to dispute, and they didn't reply. They had seven days to reply, and it was one of those situations where, like, I wrote all my fair use excuse, exactly why this is a reaction video. Like, reaction video is even a drop-down pick you can pick when you're disputing something as fair use. It was definitely fair use, and we won. We won. So I don't want to gloat too much, because they could be out there listening. 
Jefferson for Sadie Hawkins. We know Jefferson. Uh, we know Jefferson. We know Jackson Starship is listening. Yep. So let's go back to this voicemail. Um, you mean like me from props on air? I just I recently uh, finished my uh, MBA from uh, Western Governors University, and uh, well, I mean, it wasn't really that recently. It was like uh, five, five or six months ago, but. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I couldn't how to uh, figure out how to uh, uh, open Firefox and uh, and uh, and uh, find this phone number uh, to, to call in. Uh, it was uh, really kind of well. I mean, I could I, I figured out how to, to to open Firefox, but it just opened the one one tab, and uh, I, I was using that uh, to look at the Google Maps because I was trying to figure out how how far it was to uh, to a Chinese restaurant uh, that, that I wanted to get take out from the too far like uh, in the in the delivery uh, zone, uh, but I couldn't figure out how to open like a, a second tab. Um, to, to try to get like this phone number. So uh, actually, I asked I, I asked someone at, at work about it. Uh, he's a uh, he he uh, he, uh, he uh, has a, a bachelor's degree in in film, but he he was able to to, to show me how to open uh, the Firefox. I mean, he, he was Microsoft Edge, but that's that's not really the point. Um, so yeah, I was just I was just really hoping that you guys could give me like a big congrats on uh, getting that, that MBA because I feel like it uh, uh, really shows uh, how uh, how intellectual uh, I am and smart. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a, a, a listener of the podcast, and I, I really enjoy it. And uh, thank you, and uh, uh, Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Bye, bye. bye. So I know who that was. <laughs> when I when I got this voicemail, I thought it was in reference to the Patreon episode, and then I thought that they were ripping on all my commentary recently about the difficulties with my job. I knew that's what they were commenting on. I'm like, who is this? Who is this? And I was like googling the phone number that it was from, <laughs> and I was searching into my own contact. Did you do some real detective work? And then I was like, well, it's got to be a patron, right? Because they reference Jefferson Starship. No, I figure out who it is. I won't say who it is. I won't spoil it. It's Jefferson. It's it's Jefferson it's Jackson. Jackson Starship. It's Jackson Starship, obviously. <laughs> but he's calling and ribbing me about all the stuff I was talking about with my job recently. Because yes, I'm on leave now. I think this is our first episode since I went on leave. Yeah. Yeah. So it only started like last week. So I'm on paternity leave now. Uh, I just my job was just so insane, and I know no one wants to hear about it. But like one of the main things is like towards the end they hired a new guy, and I think I've talked. Have I talked about this on the free episode? I know I talked about it. I don't remember in the Patreon episode. But like I'm supposed to be training this guy, offloading my tasks to this guy, and I spend an hour explaining how you use a web browser and i like couldn't believe this and i don't think i knew this last time but it turned out he has like a master's degree and i'm like what i don't want to rip on this guy specifically but it was just like kind of indicative of issues that i've had at this job and yeah i don't know it's just so <sighs> i don't care anymore i'm free of that no, for you're now done, you're, you're good <laughs> If I go back, when I go back in six more weeks, but we'll see. There's still Christmas and New Year's between that. There's a whole new year ahead of us. There's a Relying K show before that. Oh, that's right. There'll be a Relying K show. And that's the next thing we need to talk about. Is we'll do some sort of meetup for the Relying K show happening on January 6th. So I was thinking, like, maybe the Capitol. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. I didn't occur to me that the concert, the MXPX, Less Than Jake, Relying K, Smoking Pope show at the Palladium is on January 6th. I kind of forgot the significance of that date uh, until Jessica pointed it out. I'm like, oh, yeah. So anyway, that's what we're doing. We're meeting at the Capitol. Bring your signs and we'll be there. And uh, anyway, uh, oh, <laughs> I was like, what was I talking about? We want to do some sort of meetup. 
So the way I was thinking about it, like a podcast meetup, especially because I already know of a number of people who are flying out to Los Angeles specifically for this show. So I was thinking like you might want to meet the day before instead of being rushed on the day of. Like we could meet on the day of, but it's already going to be our very first time apart from Cooper for any extended period of time. So that will be an anxious day for us. So it might also be good not to be away from him for extra long, but we could also bring him to a meetup the day before or the day after. So let us know anyone who is going yeah, to I the Palladium show. A, I thought you were going to put a poll out there. I'll put a poll up after sort of announcing it here okay. in the episode. So, but let us know. And where do you want to meet up? Uh, Cerritos Auto Square? <laughs> <laughs> That was my first pick. Uh, and I think that's it. Did you have any other top of the show business? How are you doing, Jess? I don't think so. How are you doing? How are you going? I'm going. You going? Going yeah. where? Going crazy. Want to come with me? Yeah. That's something my, my mom would say, and it's a thing that's like said by boomers. Yes. You don't say that anymore because you don't flippantly use the word crazy anymore. You've said insane and other derivatives of at least five times so far in this episode of this podcast. Okay, well, let me let me fix that old joke that my mom and her generation used oh, to say. Boy. Ask me where I'm going. Where are you going? Wild. Want to go with me? Well, here I go. Here we go. Where are you going? Here I go. I'm going crazy. Want to go with me? No. So anyway... I guess we're just getting into it. The song, getting into the song. 18 minutes in, this feels wrong. Something feels off, but okay. <laughs> we didn't have a two-hour opening? I guess not. So, here I go. We're talking about the song, Here I Go, <laughs> from The Bird and the B-Sides, but also from The Bird and the B-Sides. It's from The Bird and the B-Sides section of The Bird and the yeah. B-Sides. Oh, gotcha. So, because how? Because we it's been a while since you it talked about it. It is not from the Nashville, Tennessee EP. It is oh, not from the Nashville. Tennessee oh, okay. EP. Did you not realize that? No, I thought it was just from the Nashville, Tennessee EP part. Yeah, no, it's from the Bird and the B side section. So, I guess just in case this is your first episode, and you have not not previously heard a Nashville, Tennessee or Bird and the B sides episode, I just want to restate my beliefs. <sighs> these things I believe. About the Nashville Tennessee P. Do you not believe this thing? Do you not believe what I'm about to say? Of course it's difficult when we're raising a child and we have separate religious beliefs if you don't <laughs> Danny, agree with me here. Danny. So the Nashville, t- so Burden the B sides, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Burden the B sides released as a CD and it comes with the Burden the B sides and the Nashville Tennessee P. I said those out of order, but it comes with the Nashville Tennessee P and the Bird and the B-Sides. You think when you see the cover of something called The Bird and the B-Sides that it's just going to be a collection of B-Sides. But it's actually a whole bunch of new songs. This isn't news to anyone who's a Reliant K fan. But it's a whole bunch of new songs, and then the back half is a whole bunch of B-Sides. And there's a little indicator within the album itself, that little section where all the guys in Reliant K are kind of pretending to be Bs. And like, welcome to The Bird and the B-Sides. But... What I believe and what we kind of came upon is that the Nashville Tennis EP is a secret full-length album. It's called the Nashville Tennis EP because it's a cute little pun, but really it's a full-length album. And they did it this way because they said to themselves, they said, Goatee Records requires us to release like a full-length album worth of stuff this year. So we could do a B-side collection and we could record a couple new songs. Common thing. Green Day did that. B-side collection with some new songs. 
you know, people do greatest hits collections with a new song on there. But instead, they recorded an entire album's worth of material and bundled it with some B-sides. And they didn't want it to be called their sixth canonical album. So they pretended it's an EP, even though it is absolutely not an EP's worth of material. But this song doesn't come from that. This song comes from the B-sides section. However, it's not really a B-side. It's a demo. It's a, it's a demo. It's an, well, we'll get to that. But it's okay. an unreleased recording. <laughs> For, for, as far as I can tell, you know, when you look at the Bird and the B-Sides half of the Nashville Tennessee EP, it's, oh my gosh, <laughs> when you look at the Bird and the B-Sides section of the Bird and the B-Sides, a lot of the tracks actually are B-Sides. They're songs that were on previous EPs or on compilations or were just kind of rare, and then they get bundled together in this album. But here I go as far as I can tell, was not previously released anywhere. Did you find information about this being previously released? I did not. The only thing that I came across that was kind of odd was that, yeah, was that um, there's two genius entries for this. One with the oohs and the ahs in it, one without. (laughs) And one has demo at the end and one doesn't. But I didn't actually see anything about it being released anywhere. And when listening through, I thought that the lyrics were really like thematically on par sort of with Forget Not Slow Down, like we see a lot on the National Tennessee P mm-hmm. side of the Burn right. B sides. I didn't even get to that section of it, but I guess since it ties in together now with what you're saying, my other belief that I've come across after covering so many Nashville Tennessee P songs on this podcast is that the Nashville Tennessee EP is in large part a prequel to Forget and Not Slow Down. Is he laughing? You yeah. th- you think my opinions are funny? Yeah. He's like, no, Dad, I just hear you talk about this every single day. <laughs> so a lot of the new material on the Nashville Tennis EP, that, uh, particularly the song sung by Tyson, because everyone in the band has a song on the Nashville Tennis EP, but a lot of the new material, when you dissect those songs, you realize he's singing about the same relationship from Forget and Not Slow Down. And also one of the facts about the Nashville Tennis EP is that, you know, they had to release a certain amount of new material with this B-side collection. We've had that pretty much confirmed in both our interviews with John Schneck and our interview with Brad Moist of Goatee Records. And it makes sense that this is in the timeline after Five Score and Seven Years Ago. This is in the timeline of Matt Thiessen being in that relationship, in that engagement with the woman who Forget Not Slow Down is about. So a lot of the material would be about that relationship and the dissolution of that relationship. So a bunch of the songs of original material by Matt Thiessen, I believe, are songs that in another dimension, in another multiversal universe, could have been on Forget and Not Slow Down. And that's a really good point, because now I'm looking right at the Wikipedia for this album, and it says of this song, previously unreleased. Because the Nashville Tennis, the the burden the B-sides on Wikipedia mm-hmm. tells you where the B-sides come from. They tell you if it comes from the Vinyl Countdown right. or Employee of the Month EP or the... Whatever, but this says previously unreleased song. Yeah, so I'd just be really interested to know what era it comes from because it could almost, so musically, I think it could have come from like five score, but lyrically, it really does feel like it could be, it could fit in with like Forget Not Slow Down, which I would love to hear 
a forget not slow down version of this song right instead of just this demo i'd like to hear like the 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 way that the that forget not slow down was produced and recorded but with this song this track so my feeling now now i didn't consider what you're saying that the lyrics could actually be from five score or from the post five score era that i'm curious about as well but when I listen to this song, it just doesn't sound like a demo. Yeah. And I actually question entirely if this actually is a demo. And I don't necessarily believe that without empirical evidence. And one thing I will say to support my sort of uh, skepticism of this being a demo mm-hmm. is that the Jefferson Airplane quote unquote demo is two tracks later. And that is not a demo. It is absolutely not a demo. It's called Jefferson Airplane Demo on Bird and the B-Sides. Mm-hmm. But it is a track from the Creepy EP. Right. And it's a fully finished track. If you look at the Creepy EP, it's a mixed and mastered track. It's a completed track. It's a song that they did. Like, it's actually... And again, I don't have supporting evidence about this, but I remember talking to Reliant K at the time and them saying that the Jefferson Airplane on creepy ep was a earthquakes project was an earthquake song right so it seems to me that when you hear the jefferson airplane demo it's a completed song it's a little bit rawer in sound than a typical relying K song even rawer. from the time a little rawer a rawer. rawer in sound but i think that's because it's not really a relying K song it's a matt Thiessen and the earthquake song but mostly it's just when it's on the creepy ep it doesn't say Jefferson Airplane Demo. It just says Jefferson Airplane. And then it has the credits for being mixed and mastered. It's a completed track. But now, they put it on the B-side collection. And they're like, oh, let's just call that a demo. Because, like, two albums later... Really? No, but one, two... Like, yeah, two... No, it is one album later. One album later, but, like, two years later, they say, let's redo Jefferson Airplane as a full-on Reliant K song, Electric Guitar... Just because it goes from acoustic guitar to electric doesn't mean there isn't proof that this was a demo. Anyway, I rattle on about that. But that's just to say that, like, in hindsight, they might retroactively claim it's a demo. But I don't believe that Jefferson Airplane is a demo or was a demo when it was completed. I think it's only a, a demo retroactively. Here, I, I feel like when I listen to Here I Go... It sounds like a absolutely completed song. Like you could yeah. have put this song on an album. It might have been one of the weaker songs on any right. album. But it definitely sounds like a fully complete song. It does not sound like a demo. It does not feel like a demo. And yet they call it a demo. And I think that's just because... And I have thoughts on why they might have done that. But maybe because it's an unreleased song. So they just want to claim it's a demo. Maybe there's some part of the song, some um, way in which they felt about the finished song that didn't feel good enough to go on an album. Maybe it was part of recording sessions for Five Score. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was like an early tracking for Five Score. You know, another thing where they say demo is um, the quote-unquote demos for Life in General. Life in General, the MXPX album. When you when you get uh, Let It Happen, the B-side collection as well, there's a bunch of things, there's a bunch of demo tracks for Life in General tracks on Let It Happen. But the truth is, those are not demos. 
a magnified pod actually and asked this question of Bob Moon, the produce the original producer of Life in General, who are the 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 thing for MXPX goes that MXPX went into the studio, started recording Life in General, and it was not working out. There was something wrong with, with the feeling, the vibe of the album. It wasn't sounding what they wanted to get to for the next album. So they amicably split with Bob Moon and they went with Steve Kravak. Well, retroactively, those Bob Moon sessions became known as demos, but they weren't demos. They were these studio recordings. So there's another proven example of a band saying, well, here's some recordings that we did that weren't actually demos because a demo should be an actual like demo like a demonstration of here's what the song could sound like when we get into the studio and record it for real but mxpx did get into the studio and record it for real but in hindsight they said well these recordings weren't good enough let's call them demos instead of calling them the bob moon sessions it was brisk i see not lifting it just hit my head brisk <laughs> that's why it's a snowman because it's brisk out just hit my head. Sorry. Anyway. I know, Cooper. I can't believe I made that mistake. I'm sure everybody else was shouting too. So when I hear Here I Go, I think to myself, this sounds like a song that maybe they got into the studio to record. So maybe, hypothetically, I don't believe this, but this is a hypothetical. They got into the studio to start sessions for five score. They did this song. And then as five score was rolling, they're like, well, wow, that Here I Go song doesn't sound like it fits in with five score at all. That's not going in five score. Let's pretend it's a demo and release it on our B-side collection later. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, because I like it. It's a nice little little pop punk jam with harmonizing. And yeah. Yeah. It's very like five score era sounding to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's definitely more. Uh, th- there's a lot more. I mean, I think we've talked about it with other Bird in the B-side section of Bird in the B-sides, the CD songs. That there's a lot more actual pop punk on Bird and the B-Sides than a lot of other, like, pop rock that Reliant K really does, right? Yeah. And this is a song that definitely feels more, like, sort of generically might be a bad term, but more, like, universally accepted as pop punk sound. Not universally accepted, because everything that's any, any rock that's fast is called pop punk, but more, like, uh, unanimously, I don't know. <laughs> this definitely sounds more legitimately punk pop than like pop rock yeah and it's interesting that they have a song even though they're on two different sides uh of the album it's interesting that they have a song called where do i go from here and here i go on the same album uh because those are just very similar titles and so in my google search results this week there were a bunch of things popping up for where do i go from here right and that's also one other th- reason why I think maybe they pretend that this is a demo. Is that I do think, I, I use the word generic again, but I don't mean it that harshly. I think this is a pretty generic Relying K track. Yeah. I think there's something about this track that's kind of not up to snuff with where they were as a band by this point. I do not think this is a bad song. I think this is a pretty good song. And I know what I'm saying makes it sound like I don't think it's a good song, but I do think it's kind of the most forgettable and like even keeled on par. It's the most on par song on this album. It's kind of the most wallpaper you can think of. 
I don't think it's. I don't think I would put it in that category of like if you put Relying K in an Oops, AI. Sorry about that. <laughs> if you put Relying K in an AI generator, he's Cooper's playing with the with the cord for the I just microphone. Moved it. Sorry about that. He snapped it against the microphone. <laughs> I don't think if you asked an AI to create a Relying K song, I don't think he would create this because I think it's just a little bit more bland for Relying K, or not bland. That's way too harsh a word. But it's kind of more expected. It's kind of more on par. It's kind of more just like stock. Yeah. Stock. That's what I'm looking for. It's a very stock Reliant K song. So another thing that I think is maybe they called it a demo because while this song works in and of itself, it doesn't really work in the bigger picture of any other Reliant K album. Like I couldn't really, if this out song was on five score or was on Forget and Not Slow Down, I think it kind of would be the most forgettable of those. I don't think I I couldn't imagine this being on Forget Not Slow Down, but I could imagine a version of this being on Five Score, and I think it would kind of be the most forgettable on there because it's kind of the most forgettable on here as well. Because even the sonographer, which I do believe is a demo, because it sounds like a demo. <laughs> oh my gosh! And it's a we'll weird. We'll get to it. We get there. Yeah. But what even is the stenographer? It's a weird song, <laughs> it's a really but weird it's a song. standout because it's so weird. There's nothing standout about this track at all. It's very on par. It's very well done. It's very well written. But it is just kind of a stock song. And we've been here before with other songs like Operation. Like Operation, which was kind of like worked as an early Reliant K song, but definitely didn't feel up to snuff with even the first album. Like it definitely felt like a standout in a bad way from the first album. So I think that might be another reason why it's a demo. I feel like maybe this song ha- needed more writing. And they have, there are examples in Reliant K's discography with Fallen Man, with Jefferson Airplane, yeah. um, with uh, The Thief and There Was No Thief, of songs being revised. So like this song goes exactly where you think it's going to go. And every time you re-listen to this song, it goes back to those same places you expect it to go in a pop punk sort of um, framework, but it doesn't go anywhere surprising. It doesn't go anywhere else. And not saying that every song needs to go somewhere else, but I think like when you put this song against everything else, even on the bird and the B sides, there's just nothing special or worth standing out from anything else. And it just becomes wallpaper. I do think it's a good song. I just think, like... And I think the message is really great. The message actually really spoke to me <laughs> in where I am in my life right now. But I do think that this is a song that feels like, if you call it a demo, even if this is actually a final studio track that was intended to go on an album, and they're just retroactively calling it a demo, I can see how, as a demo, the song itself could use more writing. You could write another part. Maybe it needs a pre-chorus. Maybe it needs to be moved around a little bit. Maybe there's a there was no thief version of Here I Go. And to sort of go in with that sort of generic Reliant K feeling, the title itself also feels like a placeholder. What is that's like the this has to be the most generic Reliant K song title of all time. Cause in the chorus he says, Here I go. So the song's called Here I Go. Right. Like this needs a song. If this was, if this song was revised and worked on and pushed a little further, you probably need a better title than Here I Go, especially since the, t- the words 
in this title appear in multiple other Relying K songs. Right. Like, you might not get an AI to write exactly this song, but you absolutely could get an AI to come up with this song title for Relying K. Would you uh, like to know what other bands or artists have songs called Here I Go? Sure. Because that did pop up in my deep dive. According to Wikipedia, uh, there is a two, that's the the number two, ultimate song, a Sid Barrett song, The Screaming Jets, Infamous Syndicate, uh, Public Enemy from There's a Poison Going On, uh, Reliant K., uh, mystical from Mind of Mystical, and uh, Cash Doll from The Vault. Is this too ultimate? This is Cash Doll. Oh, okay. Oh no, we gotta do some bleeping. Oh. <laughs> I just oh. went to the Bluetooth. <laughs> Here's Mystical. Whoa! Oh, goodness. So there's a lot of, like, hip-hop-type songs with this title. So Relying K really should have just written a uh, a hip-hop song. Yeah, they could have gotten uh, Dippity Doon to be on it. (laughs) For uh, for John Rubin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, (laughs) we had to believe that one. Here's Hustle Gang. Okay, so I don't know what else they're going to say. there's also a hustle gang who has a here I go? Well, then the Wikipedia, uh, missed Wikipedia that. needs to, to be updated. I was surprised. It felt like there were very few artists on here for a title that felt very generic. And I don't mean that in offense. So, and then there's here I go again. Yeah. Doesn't count because of the again. Right. <laughs> well, here I go seems like a very popular rap title. Indeed. So Reliant K, where's that rap album? What if their next album is hip hop? That would be amazing. Could you imagine <laughs> that turn? People would be like, wait, I'm sorry. We thought that Collapsible Lung was was a, a departure. What yeah, are, despite what are we like doing all now? the pop leanings of Collapsible Lung, it's not a hip hop album. It doesn't go in that direction. <laughs> that is true. That is a true that's, statement. That's money left on the table. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and take our break, and then we'll come back. We'll go over the lyrics and deep dive, because it's pretty short uh, on both our ends. It's fall, y'all, and you know what that means? Christmas is just around the corner, and what does that mean? A big, nice Christmas bonus, and we're better to spend that than with your pals over at Sadie Hawkins Pod at patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins Pod. That's right. Over there, you get our entire backlog of Patreon bonus episodes, which include us reading through the entirety of the quote-unquote Reliant K book, the complex infrastructure known as the female mind. We talk about all the K's for karaoke songs that we haven't talked about on the main feed, and lots of other topics like songs that Matt Thiessen's been involved in, other compilations Reliant K has been featured on, and lots of other topics. Plus, you'll get two more bonus episodes every month. And if you sign up, you'll be thanked on every episode, just like these people who include Jonathan, Matthew, Bjorn, Isaac, Kendall, Joshua, Daniel, Jay, Michael, Samantha, Jimmy Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady. So head on over to Patreon now. See you there. Uh, so over on Genius, I'm going to, and they're really, the, the lyrics are basically the same on both versions of the uh, page. This is just the 
the official demo. It's very misleading because it makes it seem like there's a non-demo version of the song out there, which there isn't. The picture is one of the Air for Free promo pictures of the mats on the other version. Oh, (laughs) you know, you know, we've had seen weird things on Genius where like one of us will find a page and the other won't find the page. Yeah. From different, you know, just because we're on different. So I wonder if someone once went looking for Here I Go. Maybe. And they couldn't find it. So then they recreated the page and they uploaded a recent photo of of the mats. Uh, So verse one, oh, oh, believe me, I have tried to work this out from the inside. Then I finally realized I just needed to move on with my life. Pre-chorus. Try to move, try to make something happen, not just sit around and wait for it. This place is like a prison. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to make a break for it. (laughs) Uh, Chorus. Whoa, oh, oh, here I go. It's like I'm living for the first time. Whoa, oh, oh, here I go. And I'm thinking it's the first time I felt alive. Alive. Verse two. I've been suppressed, I've been let down, been pushed aside, been pushed around. There's only one thing that I need. That's something you can't take from me. Pre-chorus. Try to make something happen, not just sit around and wait for it. This place is like a prison. I think I'm going to make a break for it. And then the chorus again. And then the bridge. Move out, move on. You blink and I'm gone. I've only Don't blink. got one. He came blink. back to the sea. It was a demo. He came back to it, totally reworked it into the song Don't Blink to open Collapsible Lung. I've only got one life left to live. I'll live it now. You have your doubts. I'll prove them wrong. This is the only thing I know. So here I go. And then it's the chorus again. So it seems like this is about like a relationship. Oh, I guess so. Not about, like, stepping out on God or anything. Um, well, I didn't even think that at all. I thought it was an entirely different thing. And maybe it's because of how I've been feeling recently. But it seemed to me that he's maybe talking just about a life position. And I guess you could look at the... It's easy to fit that into a Christian lens of, like, God's plan for me. So if you want to look at it in the Christian way, you could say that. But it seemed like he was just talking about, like, doing what's right for him it may be in like a job or school sense. That's kind of how I read it, especially because it's easy for me to fall onto that viewpoint of the song based off of how I've been feeling with my job recently, because to say this place is like a prison, I'm going to make a break for it. And like, that's how I've been feeling recently. So it was really easy for my, for me to identify that thing in my life with this song. Um, Believe me, I tried to work this out from the inside. Then I finally realized I just need to move on with my life. Yeah, this could be about like anything. That, yeah, you're right. Those words could be about anything. Those words could be about, I tried to work this out from the inside. You know, if it said we tried to work this out from the inside, well, then he's talking about a relationship. But yeah, inside, no, totally. I've tried to work this out from the inside. So this could be literally anything. <laughs> this could be a job situation. This could be a work situation. This could be a... Um, those are the exact same thing, Danny. Those are synonyms. This could be a job situation. It could be anything. This could be a school situation. It is very, um, vague. This could even be like a living situation. Like this could be like a roommate thing. Like I've tried to work out 
my living situation with my roommates from the inside, but it's not working out. This apartment feels like a prison. Time to make a break for it. Yeah, Gotta get my own apartment. I've been let down, been pushed aside, been pushed around. I don't think that it's not seeming like there's actually meant to be anything that this song is about. And you can read whatever you want into it. Like, I don't... You know, I read what I read into it and my feelings about my job recently fit this song 100%. But if you're in a bad relationship or a relationship that's just not even bad, just not working out, or you don't understand what God's plan is for you, um, I feel like this works in any way. And maybe he was just, this is just a general, like, gotta find my way in life song. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're totally correct on that one. I think, yeah, you're super right. There's nothing in here that screams... It could literally be anything. There's nothing in here that screams Christ. There's nothing in here that screams relationship. There's, you know... And like I said, I felt this song to my core based off of how bad my job became. And, you know, I think a lot of us have had this experience with school. There's a lot of, like, punk songs about, like, school sucks and I don't want to be here. There's a lot of songs about how work sucks I know. She left me roses by the stairs. <laughs> Surprises let me know she cares. Um, so, and that kind of adds to the genericism of, if that's the word, the generica of the song <laughs> is the fact that, like, this song really, if this song's a demo, I really feel like the demo is the lyrics. I feel like somehow they finalized a very clearly like this is a well-defined and well-recorded and produced song it doesn't not feel it does not feel like a demo but maybe the demo is the lyrics like this song this writing needed some extra work because it's very generic it's very true again any criticism i'm leveling at this song doesn't take away from its value i'm just saying that it's a very generic song at its core a little more generic than i think i've seen in any particular reliant k song before like you know even where and when i say that like even if you criticize collapsible lung songs as not feeling like what you expect from reliant k there's nothing generic about those songs those songs are about very specific things Mm -hmm. but yet somehow this song can be about literally anything right (laughs) any situation you want to get out of and that just makes it a little bit more even generic and down to the song title just being a reference to the chorus and the words in the song title having all been used in other Reliant K songs more effectively. Yeah, so we also have song meanings this week. Okay. Uh, there are four of them total. Okay. Uh, the first no, comment... Also, this, not a popular song. I do think that this is probably on a tier list... Not a tier list, because that's judge it. Because then again, you have to judge a tier list. You have to judge the songs and how good they are. But I feel like on streaming results, if like everyone, like you go pick one song, like this is not a. This is probably. I feel like this would be the least streamed song. Again, that's not a good metric because usually the least streamed songs are on the back half of an album. I feel like we okay. We've talked about it with uh, songs that I can't even remember, but we talked about it with previous albums. How every album has the one song that's the most forgettable, and not to say it's bad, it's just the most forgettable. This is that song for Burden the B sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I totally get it. Although I I would also argue that the stenographer is probably yeah. right up there. But with that's that. not a forgettable song because it's so weird. <laughs> I 
suppose you're right. So, uh, A Artsy 101 on December 8th, 2008, ooh, almost uh, however many years ago exactly, said, what? Why are there hardly any comments? This is an awesome song. I love how upbeat and joyful that sounds. It's something that I like to listen to when I'm not in the best mood. This song is about making the best of what you have, moving on and taking a risk to try and make things better. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I think that's exactly what the song's about. Uh, into the... Eller Wave uh, at 7-11 on March 14th, 2009 said, awesome song. It's such a fun, upbeat song. Love it. Uh, Daydreamer 93 on May 4th, 2009 said, I love this song. I think it's about finding God, smiley face, and how he helps you live your life to the fullest. Okay. I mean, this song's sure. about anything you want, so... Sure. Uh, Rockstar729 on August 14th, 2008 said, never heard it before, but it sounds cool. I wanted to be the <laughs> first to post. <laughs> well, what do they mean by that? Never heard it before, but it sounds cool. Meaning the lyrics I've seen written down sound cool. I'm guessing they mean like they just heard the song for the oh. first time and came to song meetings and they're like, hey, nobody else has uh, commented on this yet. Woo, first to post or whatever the thing is now. Uh, and that's what we have for deep dive. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what they could do with this song? To make it a little bit less generic, make it a little bit more remem- memorable, and also tied into the season. I have a little Christmas version in my head. Oh, boy. Here we go. Ho, ho, ho. Meeting Santa for the first time. Here we go. Ho, ho, ho. What do you think? I love it. <laughs> I thought you were going to keep going, but that's it. I that's like all it. I got. Yo, ho, ho. It's here good. I go. I like Meeting this Santa workshop session. You're doing great. <laughs> so if it's a demo, it's because Matt Thiessen just didn't land on the idea that this is a holiday song. Right. Deep down inside, this is the missing 21st Relying K Christmas song. From End to End. That's another song that we've talked about how it's right. like, it's an okay song, but it is the most forgettable song on the majority of two lefts don't make a right. Uh, is there one of those from mm-hmm? Oh, I don't know. I think that changes with everybody. Yeah. I think that everyone has a song that's like, what's your least what's your least favorite or your least memorable song on any album? I don't mm-hmm. know if we landed on that for mm-hmm. I think that's just too much of a wall to wall. Yeah. That one's banger. really hard to say. Oh, I know exactly what it is for uh for the self-titled at least where we landed not counting like anchorage being a short little thing it's just all of them for collapsible lung uh when you're around or benediction is also a short song but when you're around i think is like the most forgettable song sure on the uh self-titled and again i am not saying these are bad songs do you know what the most uh forgettable song on five score is for me pretty much all of them (laughs) I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes we play Danny will play a song and I'd be like, oh, I've never heard this one before. And Danny will be like, we covered it on the podcast. You say it every time this song comes on. I should just like one day be like, Jessica, there's a new Reliant K song. Don't go listen to it. Don't look it up. <laughs> or we're going to listen to it on mic for the first time. And then I just play something from one of the albums. I just get you... You're like, wait a minute. It happened with the stenographer. I was like, what is this? 
is. And Danny was like, it's the song after the song we're covering this week. And I was like, oh. Reminder to everyone that First Three Gears is on Spotify again. And so is, uh, and I think for the first time, is uh, That's My Jam. There we go. There we go. That's my jam for the first time. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) <laughs> collapsible long deluxe edition um what's the most forgettable i'm moving on to my part in a second what's okay the mo- i don't think there's anything that forgettable on air for free either yeah every song has its own feeling that's the thing about relying k's albums is that like they're one of those bands that i don't think a lot of bands can do where each song has its own unique character like there's a lot of bands where they have a sound and a lot of different songs sort of vibe with that sound. But to have a song, have a band where every song has a slightly different character to it. I don't mean like a personality. I just mean like a characterization, a feeling, a vibe. Like every song has its own sort of motif and just vibe that gives it its a unique feeling. But that all those songs also blend together into one coherent album tone vibe overall that's a very rare and you know difficult thing to achieve hi <laughs> he's smiling at me cooper's smiling at me he really wants jessica's water yep hi um you know i love ska bands i love ska music but there's only really a handful of ska bands that actually are able to achieve that as well like there are a lot of other bands and they can usually achieve that through lyrics unless maybe you're like a ska punk band ska rock band you can do other sort of musical vibes but like to be a band where every song has a very different sort of tonal vibe or a different idea that gives it a separate character that's a hard thing to achieve so i think when you land on these songs like from end to end or here i go where it feels more generic within the framework within this discography of the band that's almost a compliment because it took that many songs until you land on a song that just kind of feels samey compared to the rest of everything. Anyway, uh, there's really not a lot for this song. (laughs) As I mentioned, there's one guitar cover. You want to hear that? That's how, uh, clawing we are for, for content um, in my section. Well, this is a Power Flash production. This is a production by Power Flash Productions. Wow. So it must be a pretty good production. If it's actually called a production. It's not just one really dark looking image. Right. Of someone wearing their athletic pullover. (laughs) And their head's cut off in the image. And they're just playing guitar (laughs) to this song. Yep. Very compressed. I wonder if these are the right chords they're playing because they sound a little. What chords, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Reliant Reliant Kaner says, "Wow, sounds." Oh, I didn't say who this is. This is uploaded by Power Flash Thirteen. So Reliant Kaner said 14 years ago, wow, sounds great. 
Allison Odell 22 said, I've recently become obsessed with this song, and I was pleasantly surprised by how good this cover actually was. Well, it's not really a cover, but completely flawless. I love your fingerings for that beginning riff. You did it more efficiently than I was thinking. Great job thinking. I get what they're saying, but like you did it better than you did it better than I would imagine I would do is what they meant. Cuz let me see how complicated this is. It's not that complicated. I'm not a good It's like all bar chords. Michael says, no, it's all bark chords. Yeah. I mean, are these power chords, technically? They, these look like, for as little about guitar as I know, these all look like kind of power chord type things. I don't know anything about music. Don't trust me. <laughs> Rano Spark April! Hey! Hey! You come over here and listen to what Rano Sparky246 had to say. That was so awesome. Do you have the tabs for that, please? I wanted to learn that song so badly. LOL. Uh, tonguey face. Uh, also, a question we get a lot is, uh, does April's barking bother Cooper? No, it doesn't. He, him <laughs> crying right now uh, has nothing to do with that. She sits there and barks like in his face. And I'm like, no, don't do that. You're going to hurt the baby's ears. And he just sits there. Uh, I guess he heard her while he was still inside of me, and ever since he's been born, he has not once wondered uh, why she's making that noise. Doesn't bother him. He can often sleep through it. So there's one. There's only one other YouTube video for "Here I Go" by Reliant K, and it's a fan music video, and it's just notable for one thing. I wanted to point out. So this is uploaded by Sarah Naya Takes the Cake. S-A-R-A-N-Y-A Takes the Cake. All one word. 12 years ago. Uh, comments disabled because I guess uh, YouTube identified by the time they put in their children's policy that this person in the video right. is underage. So the comments are disabled. 482 views after 12 years. What's notable is it seems to me the video is very simple. It's a little boring. I mean, I'm not... It's well shot. It's just a simple video. What's notable is that it's clearly the Sarah Naya did this video all by herself. It's just her waking up in bed, uh, do it, filming herself, putting her shoes on, filming herself walking outside, then filming herself walking around her neighborhood and kind of looking around and saying, like, you know, just kind of looking around in her neighborhood. That's all okay. there is to the entire video. Okay. Really simple. Maybe just a little exercise in editing for Sarah. What's notable to me, considering that it became clear to me as I watched this video, I'm like, oh, okay, she she shot this by herself. When there's movement, it's because it's close up. So she's like holding it selfie style, even though this video is from 2011, right? So it's probably not with a, it's probably not shot on an iPhone. It's probably shot with some actual camera footage, an actual camera. And then, uh, using tripods for when she's walking away and stuff. What's notable is it starts with her alarm clock and it says 3.33. So first of all, she's waking up pretty late. <laughs> but it says 3.33, close up to the alarm clock. And then when it cuts to the wide shot, I guess it's the third shot. When it cuts to the wide shot, it's 3.34. So she paid attention to that continuity. 
scooped off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it would have been easy to, like, get a close-up of your clock on whatever time it happened to be. Yeah. And then by the time you went to get the shot of yourself getting up out of bed, the clock being whatever it was, but she went for that continuity. That's she probably, maybe she even had it say 3.33, but it changed before changed before she got the tripod set up and got over back in bed and was ready to do the shot. But, you know, 3.34, hey, it changed in between shots. That's cool. That's great continuity. Mm-hmm. So I want to applaud Sarah and I. I'm sorry I said the video is boring. I just meant, like, there's not a bunch going on in the video. It's not flashy. Simple little editing exercise. She has the most uh, 2009 hair that ever happened in 2011, though. I love she has, like, big, puffy, a big, full sort nice. of emo hair. Uh, let's see. And then there's only, the only other thing you didn't, cause you didn't find them is TikToks. There's two TikToks. Oh, wow. Yeah. TikTok did not pop up this, uh, this time around. Well, there's two. I'll play the one that I did see and it kind of pissed me off and you'll, oh. you'll get to hear it. <laughs> oh, no. You'll get to hear why it pissed me off. <laughs> he already said it. So Mike, I mean, you can go to sounds for here I go by Reliant K and you'll find these two, but Mike underscore Solano one in 2021 uploaded this to TikTok. Sad boy pop on there today. Today's lyric: This place is like a prison. I think I'm gonna make a break for it. Over the sad boy pop on there. So it's a little sad boy pop punk lyric. It's the sad pop. It's the sad boy pop punk lyric of the day. Is it? Sure. Is it? I just I don't know. That just ticked me off. Maybe because I connected with this song really well. Based off of my experience for the last few months. <laughs> Cooper is not a sad boy pop punk. He's a happy boy. He's dancing right now. He's loving this music. Hey, Cooper, you want to dance to your favorite song? <laughs> Hold on. Where is it? I don't want to play it from this uh, TikTok. There we go. Yeah, dance for everybody. <laughs> and drool. <laughs> so... Is it is it a sad boy? Well, here, here, listen to the song. Oh, what a sad, sad emo pop punk boy this oh, song boy. is. I just find it so dismissive, and I understand it's like a trope to mock the pop punk. And yes, some of the pop punk emo stuff is ridiculous, and it's kind of worth making fun of. But then it becomes a point where it's like, oh, well, huh, the, this place is like a prison, and I'm going to make a break for it. Like... That's just a normal human experience. That's not like so emo or so dire. Like this is a happy song and it's clearly about like taking care of yourself, right? This song is actually about, if this song is about nothing else, if you can pin this song to be about one thing and still encompass all other particular interpretations you can take, this song is about taking care of your own mental health, right? Yeah. And that is not sad pop punk boy shit. Right. Actually taking care of yourself mentally is the antithesis of sad emo pop punk boy shit. Right? Right? Because yep. sad emo pop punk boy stuff is like, I'm so sad and I'm glad I'm sad and I hate this town and I hate you mom and dad. <laughs> it's about dwelling. The, the mockable stuff in pop punk emo is the dwelling in the sadness or the overstating your sadness, but there's nothing overstated or dwelling in morose feelings about this song to me at all. So that's where 
I'm not trying to attack this TikToker, John Solano, directly, but I'm just saying, I get it. You had this idea, sad pop punk lyric of the day, and you go and you get a bunch of lyrics that are probably really laughably sad, but this is absolutely not one of them. Right. (laughs) In a vacuum, you could say this place is like a prison, I'm going to make a break for it. If that's about your hometown, which the song could be about your hometown, then that could be the case. But really, this song is a very happy song, and it's about taking care of yourself. So it does not fit in that particular way of viewing it. Now, here is the TikTok. Here's the only, like, really weird thing that I found. Jesse. What? <laughs> I'll explain it for everyone in a second. So this might warrant more investigation. I'm like, what is happening? It's a man wearing a bunch of hats, like Caps for Sale, the, the children's book. Aram J. Nazarian, Nazarian, 2022, January 15th, uh, uploaded this video. It says, day 105 of buying my hat till David Dobrik buys my hat. So he he buys his own hat? He buys his own hat, I guess. But there's a website. And David, yeah, David Dobrik. Or is he telling someone to buy his hats? I recognize the name David Dobrik. David Dobrik is like a is like an internet personality of some kind. He's a, he's a Vine star. Okay. I've heard the name like mentioned in like things, but I've never seen his actual stuff. So buymyhat.com I'll explain more of this in a second. This is a very weird visual. So it's buymyhat.com and I guess he really wants a celebrity (laughs) from the internet from Vine to buy his hat. So he keeps buying his own hat. This definitely warrants like investigation but it's so strange and it just what makes it shocking (laughs) is that it just oh it's it's actually a hat that says buymyhat.com the hat itself says buymyhat.com on it but what's just really weird is it starts with the guy his necklace looks looks like it's gonna break (laughs) under the weight he's wearing how do you even balancing a ton of hats he's balancing maybe actually a hundred hats on his head a hundred dad hats a hundred like baseball not baseball style but a hundred dad hat style baseball hats on top of his head all piled up on top of each other. Cooper's even looking at it. He's like, how did he do that? Cooper's looking at it. It's a really weird visual. And I think it's actually a hundred hats on top of his head. You guys, I wish you could see this. It's so weird. Go to TikTok, check it out. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it really is just like a hundreds of videos of this guy putting another hat on his head and another oh, hat on wow. his head. He just keeps going up. A hundred. Now, I wonder if he cheated at all and like pinned them together so they wouldn't fall. But he still sure. has to balance them on his head. Like, look how this one's leaning. I feel like he must have. He must yeah, have pinned yeah, them together sure. somehow. <laughs> Day eighty-four. Did it ever happen? When did he give? Did he give up, or is it still going? Day one sixty-eight. Oh my gosh. Well, the most recent one was from November 22nd. Oh, wow. Maybe he bought, finally bought his hat. We'll have to ask. Yay, you're back, said someone. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> so he had taken a break. Well, 
Well, wait a second. So on November 17th, it was day 167. But then two weeks, uh, yeah, two weeks later, it was suddenly day 168. I'm so confused. Days are just whenever he feels like it. This is just at by my hat. I said I said what his name is, Abram J. Nazarene or Nazarene Ryan, but it's actually at by my hat on a TikTok. We got to figure out. Did he ever buy his hat? Well, it sounds like not. It's just like a weird stunt. So I went backwards and here's his first 2020. Day two of me buying my hat till David Dobrik buys my hat. <laughs> so it's buymyhat.com. I think we need to help. We need to use, you know, Reliant K has been interacting with us here and there <laughs> on the social media. Do you think we can get David Dobrik to... Uh, Follow, you know, get help get the word out that sure, David Dobrik, sure. you really need to buy this guy's hat before his head caves, before his neck snaps. Here he is in the first video, which apparently is the second day. Okay. I don't know what happened to day one. Maybe it got taken down by copyright strikes or something. But here he is just wearing one hat on his head. And then it increases. And he keeps like, look how simple it was when it was like double digits of hats. But once yeah. he reaches three days, even by the time he reaches 50 hats, it just keeps growing and growing. I'm worried for this man's neck. Yeah, you thought Sadie Hawkins fought influence to yeah. word out. <laughs> so what I'm confused about, though, is that the, the the sales gimmick here is it's day... Well, how can it be day 168 after three years? Because that's just the day that he's buying another hat. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely some... It doesn't uh, happen every day. There's definitely some time fudgery going on here. Yeah. But, um... I mean, what I'm confused about is he's buying his own hat until this internet celebrity buys his hat. Mm -hmm. So that means he's spending money to himself. Now, this could be if it's a print-on-demand company. I looked. Buymyhat.com is a real website. It's there. You can buy the hat. It says buymyhat.com. You can get it in green or red or black. Uh And... <laughs> not, like this is not a just, paid advertisement, by right, the way. I like to imagine he just has a box of them and just keeps adding yeah. from there, and that he's not wasting his money, sending money to like a red bubble. That's say. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Is like you could, if this is if you are ethically telling the truth here, and you are buying your own hat, you're spending fifteen dollars of your own money plus shipping. Plus shipping. It's getting to, the hat is arriving to you. You're putting it on your head. You're filming another video because maybe David that's where Dobrik Maybe those days are going down. Maybe. He has to wait for the shipping to come in. Yes, that could be true. But you would I have, you know, I've set up Redbubble uh, and uh Tipo. That was Cooper, right? He farted. I've set up I bought my own stuff on T Public before. And the way it goes is, you know, you spend whatever, $15, $20, and you're basically making back your own profit. But then some other things like uh what's the other one? T Teespring, you can actually just set it, you can set the price down to cost and just buy it for yourself at cost. So if if buymyhat.com is if he's legitimately buying his own hat, I mean, I'm congratulations to be committed to the bit. Some of these views have, some of these videos have, well, day five. Day 50 of buying my hat till David Dobrik buys my hat. 
<laughs> Day 50 has 56,000 views. All the other ones hover between like 2,000 and 5,000 views. You gotta stop playing these songs, Dan. They're gonna come at us with the copyright strike. We're I guess gonna have right. a whole other Jefferson airplane situation on our hands. Well, I did not expect Here I Go to uh, connect us to this strange little rabbit hole of buymyhat.com. Again, not a paid advertisement. But hey, it's Christmas time. Jessica, I've been so busy. I haven't known what to get you for Christmas. I think I figured it out. I'm going to buy you a hat. (laughs) I hope that when everyone sees us in January at the uh, Hollywood Palladium, January 6th, you're wearing a buy my hat <laughs> dot com hat. <laughs> and hopefully here in Los Angeles, David Dobrik is at the show seeing his favorite band, the Smoking Popes. And we can all say, hey, David Dobrik, save this man's neck. Buy his hat. Buy his hat. Yeah. Oh, well, we can't end there because we didn't we didn't actually uh Say if we like the song more or less oh, yeah. or the same. So Jessica, how do you? Oh my gosh, I can't. Well, okay, an hour thirteen minutes. That's not so bad. Oh, one thing that it's funny you said. Poor, I think Cooper peed himself. We got to change him real fast. But, um, you said how when you were searching for this song, he, uh, what's the other song that's also on this album? Where do I go from here? Came up in doing my YouTube research. I also found. Our episode for Where Do I Go From Here nice. on YouTube. Yeah. And the runtime was 55 minutes. And I'm like, Whoa. what the hell is this? What were we thinking? <laughs> How do we put more time into this episode than that one? I know. But I actually still feel weird that this is coming in at under 90 minutes. But it is what it is. Something about the Here songs on Burden the B-Sides and Nashville Tennis just bring out that uh, brevity. <laughs> So, Jessica, what do you think of this song? Do you like it more the same or uh, less than when we did not yet cover the song? (laughs) I think I like it about the same. (laughs) I think I like it about the same as well. Maybe I like it a little bit more, but I think I'll land on same. Yeah, I feel exactly the same. (laughs) Just kind of an oddly generic message, uh, but very open interpretation. I really think the song just needs a little bit more work and maybe that's why it's a demo but i really don't believe that it was actually mechanically operationally physically a demo i think as it's, we continue it to go like down the rabbit song. hole of danny's uh <laughs> conspiracy theories about the there's bird and the so B-sides. many conspiracy theories around this album anyway you can talk about all that with us in person when that's you right. see us if you're coming to uh los angeles frosty the snowman will be there <laughs> thanks for listening stay safe and healthy out there and if you're traveling here for the show safe travels